This podcast is brought to you by Matt Bolin and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. So I want you to think about tonight as we talk, everything in the Word of God ties together. And it's amazing, the more that you start to realize that and the more that you start to understand God, and it's been amazing because here's the deal. You can come to church and you can hear a speaker share about God, but you never really get to know God till you really open this up. You really dive in, you start getting into his word because he will speak directly to you. And so too many times we have Christians that are pulpit fed, not word fed. That's one of the things I love about Pastor Stormy. Everything he does centers on the word of God. That's why we pass Bibles out. If you didn't bring a Bible, we tell you to get your hand up in the air because we want you to see the word of God because I will tell you this, this is life-changing. It is life-changing. And the more that we can adapt this into our lives, the better we become. And I love this because God created this in every one of our lives. And so if you have your Bibles or if you have your phones and you use that, click over to Genesis chapter one. We're gonna start there. If you have your Bibles, open up to Genesis one. Um, if you're not sure where that's at, it's right after a table of contents. Um, so you can open that up. It'll be right there. So what I wanna talk to you about tonight is about the relationships that, that bring the fruit of the Spirit out in you and in that relationship. I want you to understand because tonight we're gonna refer to this word, fruit of the Spirit. The Bible teaches us the fruit of the Spirit. And, and when you're talking about fruit, it's anything that is produced. So the fruit of the Spirit is peace, love, joy, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are the fruits of the Spirit. So if you have relationships in your life that are not centered and producing those things, or that you're trying to make excuses for those things, those are relationships that you do not need to be investing in. Every relationship you have should be centered on those understandings and those thoughts. Peace, love, joy, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are what we're looking for, and that's the way that God created it. That is the fruit of the Spirit. And so as we understand this, as we walk through this idea, it's essential in building a relationship is seeing those fruits being produced in everything that we do. God recognizes that we need relationship. And he teaches us in Genesis chapter one. See, God started in Genesis 1.1, he said, let there be light. And he started creating this world he started with light and he went on and he went on and he went on. And day by day, he created brand new things, things that had never been created before. He gets to Genesis uh, chapter one, and this is the story of it. This is verse 26. And I want you to understand what he's doing here. He realizes everything that he's made has been incredible because everything he comes at the end of it says it is good, which means it's perfect. It's done. It is everything that we need. He goes to Genesis chapter one, verse 26, and he says these words. And I love this. It says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, the livestock and the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. I don't know if I told them to do this, but we're going to go to 27 real quick. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Now, I want you to understand those two words and those two thoughts right there change everything. See, when you read that right there, he teaches us two amazing things. The first is this. He comes back and he helps us to understand this. Make them in our image. 
So when you go back and you study that idea and that thought, what he's actually talking about is in every part of who we are, we're gonna make in them. Everything from the way that we desire, the way that we live, the way that we love, the way that we look, the way that we act, the way that we do, everything was put into these human beings. And God created them. And so I want you to understand this. God created them not to have servants, not to have slaves, not to have anything else other than the fact that he wanted relationship. This is his desire. So when God recognized something in Adam, when he was left alone, he realized very quickly he needs a relationship. He needs these things in us. The second part of this, he teaches us that God is gonna bring the perfect relationship. Genesis chapter two, verse 18. It says this. It says, then the Lord said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. And I think about this because this is exactly what God is saying is, when you read that right there, listen to the words he says. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper who is just right for him. See, here's the thing. When you seek God, God brings you exactly what you need, when you need it, and how you need it. See, I think a lot of times, we're not sure God really listens to us. And really, a big part of that comes to how we view God. See, years ago, I learned this, and this is something that revolutionized and changed my relationship with the Lord. See, for years, I was taught that God is God. Well, God doesn't make sense to me, so I relate it to whatever I can. And a lot of times, you relate it to what you see or what you're taught. So I related God because he condemned people, because he sentenced people, he did those things. I really thought he was a judge. So based on that mindset and that understanding, I really had an idea that if I screw up or if I make a mistake, God is gonna do something to me and I'm gonna be in big trouble. Because you know who I recognize as my God in my life? My dad. And every time that I made a mistake or I got in trouble, we used to get the whipping, like a, a belt. You'd take it off and you'd get whipped. And it wasn't you know, like he was angry at us. It was like training and teaching us. But I realized I do something wrong, I get whipped. I do something wrong, I get whipped. My brother does something wrong, I get whipped. You know how that goes. It just kind of rolls that way. And so... What you go through and you think about through that process is sometimes that's how we relate God to, is that how our Father treated us. And so if you didn't have a great relationship with your Lord or with your Father, you really think he wasn't ever there, he didn't really love me, didn't really care for me, so why in the world would God ever do it? But understand this. The Bible teaches us that the Lord's Prayer, it says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Okay, those first two words change everything. Our Father. Because now when you see him as a father, you actually see who he is, not by what others do, but by what he does. See, when it changed everything there for me, is I started realizing he's not God the judge, he's God the father. When he's God the father, I realize he wants a relationship with me. I will tell you this, and parents, you know this, I love to see my kids do great things. I love to see them make the change. I love to see them figure things out. I love to encourage them. I love to see what they wanna do and achieve those things. Those are some of my favorite moments of my entire life are centered on when my kids do great things. Well, it's the same thing here. God created us in his image. So remember that. If I have that desire, 
to see my kids succeed, my kids achieve, my kids become? Well, guess where I got that from? My heavenly father. His greatest joy is to see you figure these things out and help to understand who he is. See, this relationship, God recognized right away. It was so vitally important in our lives that he said it is not good for man to be alone because you and I need these relationships. But I love this part. I will make a helper just for him. Skip down to verse 21. It says, so the Lord caused man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord took out the man's rib and closed up the opening. Then the Lord made a woman from the rib and he brought him brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed. You should study that because that's pretty impressive what he says right there. Basically, he's a typical man, sees a woman, is like, wow, thank you. Yes, you did it this time, God. You got it figured out. This is one of those areas that God knows exactly what we need, what fits, and what works. And this is the understanding. The relationships that we have in our lives center on the word of God not on feelings, because here's the deal. You can have great feelings for somebody. The next day, they could be destroyed. But remember, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the more that we continue to seek God, the more that we find he's gonna find the exact right person at the right moment, at the right time. See, if you don't have this understanding in your relationships that it needs to be full of peace, love, joy, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, Listen, if people mess up, we're, we're, we're human. The Bible teaches that a righteous man falls seven times yet gets back up. So I'm not telling you, if you have a relationship that is never producing those things or, or if you have somebody in your life that screws up, well, I'm not telling you to kick them to the curb, but what I am telling you is this, if every time you get around those people, nothing turns out right, it's probably time to say, hey, we need to readjust this and see if God is the center of this relationship. If he's not, then we probably need to change some things because understand this, the word teaches us he made it just right. He'll bring the right people into your life if you'll allow him to. And I want you to understand that the more you continue to walk through this, it changes everything because everything is done decently in order. The Bible teaches us that. And one of the things that the Bible teaches us in the Old Testament is there were two people that were very influential in every kingdom. It was the king and it was the priest. So for example, like Samuel and David. David was the king. Samuel was the priest or the prophet. So in the Old Testament, you saw this. Now, here's how it worked. The king makes the decisions for the kingdom. He's the one that the funding, everything goes to. He makes the ultimate decisions. The priest or the prophet is the one that hears from the Lord and gives direction to the king. Now, in the New Testament, we have a different relationship that teaches us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever shall believe in him shall have eternal life. See, when Jesus came in, it opened up the avenue for us to have a relationship with the Lord. But I will tell you this, the king and the prophet are still there. See, there's a lot of times that I feel like I'm the one that has to have the answer to everything because I'm the leader of the house, because I'm the man. But I've learned over the years, God probably speaks more to my wife than anybody I know. She'll come in and tell me, this is what I feel like the Lord's doing. In the beginning, I was like, God, you're supposed to tell me that, not her. And then I realized, why am I arguing how I get the message? 
Because I used to, I used to like beat myself up thinking that I'm not doing something right, therefore God's not speaking to me. But in all reality, the king wasn't the one that the Lord spoke through. It was the prophet or the priest. And so when we look back at that understanding, it was Samuel who gave the message to David. So yes, God still spoke to David, but the major events, some of the major things that happened came through the prophet or the priest, which is understanding in this, my wife a lot of times will bring me a message. And you know what I've learned to do? I believe it, let's do it. If it doesn't sit right with me, I say, ah, well, let's keep praying about it. But I will tell you this, as she hears the word of God, as she hears God speak to her, it's the same thing, she comes and shares those things. So I want you to understand, every relationship you have, may not, you may not be the one that gets the word of God every single time. Every relationship can help to build and do what you've been created to do, but it starts with the relationship you have with the Lord. See, I realize this, a prideful man says, I have to get the answer every time. A humble man says, God, I don't care how you send it to me. If it's through the pastor or if it's through my wife, it's okay, God. I still receive your message. See, sometimes it's a learning experience that we have to walk through in this area. And so I want you to understand this. We are still continually being spoken to by the Lord. Every single day, he wants to share something with us. If we'll slow down to hear it, I promise you, God will say something amazing to you today. He'll continue to work. And so as we understand the importance of this relationship, could God still speak to me if my wife wasn't there? Yes, he'll find a way. But I also have to be humble enough to receive the way. And I think that's the relationships that we have to understand is that the more that God creates in us, remember, he finds the perfect fit, the just right, the exactly what you need person in your life. And so the more that you pray and ask God, the Bible says, cast your bread upon the water for after many days it shall return. The more you pray and ask God, that prayer is the word. The word then goes back from the Lord and he brings it back to you. You've got to understand it's coming. It's there. If you're married already, then Learn to humble yourself and receive the words that God is sharing. And I think that's one of the things that the Lord wanted me to share. And as we understand the truth, we find our relationship comes from the deepest part of us. The inherent, the inherited from our, that is ultimately inherited from our father is he is always seeking time with his children. See, one of the greatest things that you can do is just spend time with the Lord in the morning. See, some, sometimes I, I come up with these excuses in my mind. Oh God, I'm just tired today. Oh God, I got a busy day today. Oh, I've got to go work out. Oh, I've got to go spend time here. I've got to go do this. We come with all these excuses. And you know what? God never really throws a fit. But I will tell you this. If I treated my wife the same way sometimes I treat God, we're not gonna have a very good relationship. And I think that's something that we need to come back into and realize is that, you know what? If I'm not seeking God and she's not seeking God, it's gonna cause a rift between us. Because no matter what you're going through, God will always lead you and guide you in the right direction. And so I want you to understand this. John chapter three, verse 16. And I want you to listen to the words that he uses. I've quoted this twice already, but I want you to listen to it. Because it's so vitally important for us to understand. John three sixteen. It said, for this is how God loved. See, I think about this and I think about the words that he uses right there. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. 
See, verse 17 explains why God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. See, what God realized is there's no way to get to him except through someone else. And God said, I'm gonna break down that wall because I wanna get in relationship with you. I wanna intimately have that relationship with you. And so the more that you receive and understand that word, the better off it continues to move. See, when we talk about this, I'm part of it and you're part of everyone. See, for God so loved the world. That's you and I. And the reason why he so loved the world that he was willing to sacrifice his son to send him into the world, to be condemned, to be beaten, to be destroyed, was because he knew this great sacrifice will lead to the ultimate relationship I've desired, which is with my sons and daughters. See, God recognizes and understands this. Relationships bring peace when you honor God in those relationships. When you choose to see the God moments in each of the relationships in your lives, you'll continue to see the peace and the joy. See, peace and joy, remember, are a part of the fruit of the Spirit. And the more that you continue to seek it, it's found specifically in the Lord. See, so many times we try to find joy in anything but where it's truly found. See, God created joy. God created peace. See, nobody knew what that was until God created it. So too many times we try to define the word joy by things instead of by him. See, if I don't know who I am, there's no way that I'll ever know who he is. And this is one of the issues we find in today's world is that too many people try to define who they are by what they do instead of who created them. See, when you understand who created you, you understand why you were created this way. Why you were created this way was to honor and worship and reverence him. Not because he desires anything else other than a specific relationship with you and I. The greatest part of his day is the moments I stop to say hello. Stop to spend time with him. Even if it's in the car driving, he just wants to be involved in our everyday lives. See, the relationships continue to come and grow. And the more that I continue to do that, the great thing about it, that fruit produced in every relationship I have in my life. Because God is at the center of all of them. See, we have this thought. We all understand that one thing we all need. The Bible teaches us. It's a relationship. God said he loved the world so much that he gave his only son. And this is what it comes back down to. In that relationship, there is ultimate peace. And that ultimate peace brings joy back into my life. And I want you to understand this. You need to come to peace with God because God has come to peace with you even your past. And I want you to understand that thought because so many times we define God's relationship with mine based on what I did, not who he is. See, again, we don't know who we are because we're basing it on what we do or what we did. So remember that statement again. You and I need to come to peace with God because God has already come to peace with us, even your past. See, now it changes. When I come to peace, that you know what? I'm a sinner. The Bible teaches everyone falls short of the glory of God. There's nobody in here, including me. And yet I still get a chance to get up here and speak. Why? Because I have a grace-filled, mercy-led God 
who gives me the forgiveness that I so desire and so need in my everyday life. Therefore, I can become a better man and a better husband and a better father and a better person in everything that I do. Not because it's me, but because it's him. See, that's the relationship we continue to grow. See, here's the understanding that we need. You can't out God's grace and mercy. Catch that, you can't. There's nothing, you can't out God's grace and mercy. He will always forgive you if you'll simply come back. The decision we choose to make. See, he would still choose you given the opportunity every single time. The Bible teaches us in John 15, it says that I chose you well before you ever chose me. See, now I'm starting to get it. Now I'm starting to look at it. Now I'm starting to understand this. See, we need to be men and women that seek the delayed gratification. And I want you to understand this word. Delayed gratification means it's not an instant thing. See, in this world, we want things right now. I mean, I'm telling you, there are times that I'll be messing with my computer and a website's slow and I'm ready to throw my computer across the room and it's only taken like three seconds. And you're like, should have been up, should have been working, something's wrong with my computer, it's done, it's all, something's wrong with the internet. We just want everything so quickly. Well, it's the same thing with God. See, we wanna pray and it's like, we just wanna turn around and ta-da, there it is. That's what I've been waiting for, God. But we've got to realize and remember that God is telling us this simple thought. It's a delayed gratification. See, too many times we get focused on what we shouldn't be focused on instead of understanding the journey. See, joy comes by the people we're around. Joy is brought to us by, journey, by enjoying the journey that we're on together. See, we just want to get through this season. And I was guilty of this as much as anybody. I've shared this story before, but when I was younger and my kids were just little, I mean, just little, little, like babies. They wouldn't even crawl. I was, I was so looking forward to the next moment. I remember when they were little, I was holding them in my arms, and I was like, I can't wait till you can crawl. Or I can't wait till you can sit up on your own. And then when they could sit up on their own, I was like, I can't wait till you can crawl. And then when they could crawl, I was like, I can't wait till you can walk. And then when they could walk, I was like, I can't wait till you can feed yourself. And then after that, I was, can't wait till you can be potty trained. And I can't wait till, and it was like, Instead of enjoying the journey, it became a destination after destination after destination. And I zipped through those incredible years. See, and that's immature on my part. But it's something I recognize that a lot of us go back to. We want the instant gratification. When I serve God, I want everything to change. I want it to be easy. Here's the deal. It's never easy. God never said it would be. But he did say this. I'll give you peace. I'll bring joy into your life. I'll show you how much I love you. I'll help you in every part. I'll give you the strength that you need. We're gonna get through this. We're gonna do this. See, as we walk through that and we understand it, it changes everything. See, the more that we continue to seek after joy in our lives, we have to make sure that our, our relationships are centered on God. When they do that, they enhance who we are. And so we continue to walk through this. So I started thinking about this and I started studying it. And one of the things that joy talks about and the opposite of joy a lot of people deal with today is called depression. See, what the Lord spoke to me is depression is a life without hope. There's just no hope. And I will tell you this. I know people that have been very, very close to me that have dropped into depressed moments, like, like pretty severe. And that they tried to fight through it. But I will tell you this, when we continue to expect change instantly, 
it causes us to lose hope because it's not done quick enough. So I want you to understand, it's delayed gratification that brings the joy back into our lives. Remember, it's the journey. It's not instant gratification. It's that delayed gratification because the Lord teaches us as we continue to seek after him, we need to refill our lives with the hope of the Lord. Philippians chapter four, and I'll begin to close in these thoughts. Philippians chapter four, we're gonna start in verse 11. It's, and I love this thought. This is Paul thanking for his gifts. And he says, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. There's a part in there that I think we, we hear, but we don't listen to it. I want you to listen to that important word. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. See, in today's society, we don't do that very well. We always want a new car. I want the new phone. I need a new watch. I need new clothes. I need new this. I need new that. And I'm not saying those aren't bad things. But if that's what brings contentment into my life, you're never going to be content because there's always something new coming. See, if I have to have somebody new in my life, no, you've got to fix this in order for us to be good. No, I've just got to fix this, and then I'll be good. See, we have to learn to be content. Just like I told you in the beginning, I had to learn to love my wife. I didn't have great relationships and, and examples growing up. But the Lord still had a great picture for me. I had to learn how to do those things, and I'm still learning. I still fall short all the time. But it's something that the Lord is continually moving in our lives. Verse 12, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned, again, the secret of living in every situation, whether it is a full stomach or an empty with plenty or little. And I like this because he comes back and he hits this thought. For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. See, it's not just gonna happen. We have to learn. The problem is too many times we're getting taught by people that have nothing to do with this on what a relationship's all about on what friendship is all about, on whatever it is, but this is where it comes back down to. I have got to get into the word of God and understand this because listen, God will give you everything that you need, but you have to learn to receive it. And I want you to get this. this is, there were some great quotes I came across. This is the first one. When you plan to fail, you'll always succeed. When you plan to fail, let me restate that. No, when you, I, I, I mix up the two. First one is this. When you fail to plan, you plan to fail. When you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So think about those words. If I don't set myself up for success to have a relationship with the Lord, you're already setting it up to fail because you failed to plan out how your day looks with God at the center of it. So you plan to fail. The next one, if you don't have a goal, you'll probably reach it. It's a real thinker right there. If you don't have a goal, if you don't have a relationship, something that you're centered on, you're probably gonna get to the point where it's like, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I kinda know God. See, my goal every single day are very simple. I wanna outlove my wife. I wanna outserve my wife. I wanna outgive my wife. And I wanna find every strength that I have and every ability found in the Lord every single day. So if I don't go seek the Lord, I can't learn how to be content in every situation. Therefore, I'll find someone else to be my contentment. 
That's what it comes back down to is a relationship that God is talking about is this. See, we all have people in our lives that can help us to be better at this. They can help us to walk through this. And this is what it comes back down to. I heard a story about a, a pastor. His name is Carl Lentz. He is a pastor of Hillsong in New York. And he's a great, great pastor, great speaker. Man, shares incredible words of God. Um, and he's doing an incredible work there in New York. I mean, incredible. And so he was sharing a story about this. He said, my iPhone wasn't working. And he said, I don't know what the problem was, but it wasn't working. So he said, I was like, I'm going to get this fixed. They're going to give me a new phone. I paid $1,000 for this phone. I'm going to go get a new one. So he goes down to the Apple store, and he walks in, and he says, puts the phone on the table and says, my phone doesn't work. And he said, the, the guy looks, oh, well, well okay, here's what I'm going to need you to do. See those guys over there? They're called geniuses. I need you to go over there and spend time with them and help them. They're, they're going to help you in this area, but I need you to get you signed up so we can get you enough time that we can answer these questions. And he looks at him and goes, I'm not going over there. He said, I need you to fix my phone. He goes, well, sir, we're gonna fix your phone. We're gonna help you to understand it. But I just need you to spend about 15 minutes. And he goes, no, I don't wanna spend 15 minutes. I want you to fix my phone. And the guy looks at him and said, here's your two choices, sir. He said, you can come in here and spend 15 minutes with us and I promise you, we are gonna show you how to use your phone and it's gonna be better than it's ever been. Or you can choose to leave right now and you'll have a broken phone the rest of your life. Well, he walked over and got taught by the geniuses. He said, they taught me things in 15 minutes I didn't even know a phone could do. He said he was just stunned. He was texting people, he was sending Snapchats and all this stuff, he just talked about all these things. He said, I didn't know it could do that. But because he chose to wait for 15 minutes, an incredible amount of knowledge and revelation came into his life. See. Every day, God sends people into our lives. We have people that are all around us. I will tell you this, my wife and I, we watch people, we get around people, we spend time with people that have great marriages. The reason why is because if they have a great marriage, they got great nuggets to share with us. And those are things that we all need to walk through and we need to understand. The more that we seek other people to help us and give us advice in certain areas, the better we get. Because God blesses you with incredible people in your life every single day but you've got to get around them in order to grow. That's why it's so vitally important that you get time to go to the XO marriage retreat or you go to the Men of Iron or you go to the Women of Destiny. These are things are, are awakened. I'm sorry, not Women of Destiny. Uh, awakened so that you can continue to grow and you can get better in every single thing that you do because God has an incredible plan. See, the Bible says in Matthew 7, 7, it says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. The more that you continue to do that, the more that you find whatever I'm seeking, I will find. You want a great relationship? Find the one who created them. You want joy? Find the one who created it. Because I will tell you this, the more that you get around God, the more that you receive from God, the more that God is gonna pour back into you and the more that you're gonna receive hope, you're gonna receive faith, you're gonna receive joy, you're gonna receive peace, you're gonna receive love. Listen, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter who you were, God chose you today to be here at this moment, to hear this message, because he so desires to have that intimate relationship with you. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.